Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. And touch the hem of his garment. Verse 21. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Praise the Lord. The topic of our discussion this morning is put a demand on the anointing. Tell somebody, put a demand on the anointing. As if you mean to say it again, say, put a demand on the anointing. The woman we just read about, the Bible says she had a disease. What is a disease? A disease is anything that makes you not to feel at ease. Are we together, brethren? Whatever it is you have that makes you not to feel at ease is what? It's a disease. That's what she had. But her own disease was specified. The Bible says her disease was an issue of blood. And we know, brethren, that the Bible makes us to understand that what? Blood is life. True or false? So with the continuous issue of blood, she was gradually losing her life. On a gradual basis, she was losing her life. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, we know that passage. says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now this continuous loss of blood, we are made to understand, lasted 12 years. For 12 years, she needed a solution. She needed a way out, but there was no way out. But I have a word for someone here today, there's a way out. Amen. Whatever is that disease in your life, there is a way out. Amen. And the Lord will grant you that way out today in Jesus' name. Amen. It lasted 12 years. 12 is the number of governmental perfection. So, for 12 good years, she needed a new administrator in her life. She needed somebody to take over and say, I mean, what Jesus said unto her. She needed somebody to turn her situation around and say, Ah, daughter, you are made whole. But there was none. Until that day, 12 years later, she met Jesus. Just as, as he is here to meet someone today, and there shall be a change in governance in Jesus' name. Whatever government is operating in your life that will not glorify the name of the Lord, there shall be a divine turnaround in Jesus' name. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 tells us something about Jesus. He said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So the moment Jesus came, he took over the administration of life. Whose life does Jesus administer here? Is there anyone here? The moment he came, he became the Lord of life. He became the administrator. He became the governor. He became the one that determines what happens to you and I if we will allow him to take control. Because many other times, the issue is, it's not, you know, uh, in Matthew chapter 17, when you came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, no, it's Matthew chapter 8, when he finished that the, 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 the Sermon on the Mount. 
The Bible says, a leper came in, ran unto him and said, Master, if you will, you can do what? You can make me whole. Matthew 8, 1 to 3. What was Jesus' answer? He said, I will be thou whole. He is still willing, brethren. Hallelujah. But are we going to allow him to take over the government of our situation? Are we going to allow him to take over the government of our lives? That woman was, I mean, she had a stigma. And what was that stigma? She was noted as a woman that was unclean. I'm sure she left her neighborhood. Because in her neighborhood, they would have known her. You know, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that when somebody is unclean as per the law, the person goes around with a bell for lepers. They go around with a bell so that every time they, they, they take a step, what, what does the bell do? The bell rings. And they themselves will be shouting what? Unclean. Unclean. So, unclean is coming. If you are clean, do what? Run away. Before you also become unclean. That was the state of that woman for 12 years. But the day she met Jesus, there was a turnaround. Now, she didn't just stay and say, eh, Jesus will come and meet me. She did something. That's why we said our topic is what? Put a demand on the anointing. She made up her mind that this situation must stop. When you go to Luke chapter 8, from verse 43 to 48, Luke 8, 43 to 48, Luke 8, 43 to 48, we are told some additional things about this woman. We can put it down. Luke 8, 43 to 48. The Bible tells us that number one, this woman was a woman of wealth and means. A woman of what? So the woman we are talking about was not a poor woman. Was not just somebody who woke up one day, had an issue of blood, and said, we will manage it. She had resources. Somebody say resources. But what happened to her resources? Within the 12 years that she was grappling with this situation, her resources dried up. The Bible clearly states that she spent all on physicians. And what happened? They couldn't help her. The physicians had no way out for her. I don't know. You may be here today. Physicians may have given up on you. God has not given up on you. Amen. I say God has not given up on you. Amen. Whatever be that situation that physicians have said, we've done our best. We have, we've been praying for one of, our, one of our children in RCCG. Actually, the son of a pastor. I mean... What you were grappling with cancer. The treatment of the cancer is what now resulted in liver problem. So whatever treatment they gave to the cancer, the cancer was what is it? Is it cured or healed? Whatever what you have for it. Then the liver began to misbehave. And now because the liver began to malfunction because of the drugs he was given. They gave the last, I mean, before we started praying, they gave him 10 days to live. Well, 10 days have passed. He is still alive. And I know he will not die. I say, I know he will not die. What am I trying to bring out? Physicians will try, but they are not the all in all. There is a great physician. And what's his name? Jesus is the great physician. And he's here with us today. Amen. And he will meet you on your, at your point of need in Jesus' name. Amen. 
physicians of this world don't treat men for free. Is that not all? They don't treat you for free. If you think you go to RVH or you go to working clinic and all that that is free, think again, it's not free. Every treatment the government pays for. And whatever the government pays for, your employers pay for. Employers pay something that they call EHT. Employer I mean health tax. So it's not free. God help you if you don't have the, 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 the papers to be here legally. Then you understand how expensive it is to go to any hospital in this land. I remember one of our, a young lady that came to this country and she had what in God's own country we call ordinary malaria. Is that not what we call it? Yes. Ordinary malaria. But you know what was the problem? They didn't know it was malaria. And they were treating her for all manner of things. Meanwhile, this lady came here as a visitor. So she had no, I mean, all the treatment, the, the, the charges were going into the account of the person that she came to visit. One day in RVH, brethren, it will not be your portion in Jesus' name. One day, if you know how much they charge, by the time somebody said, ah, you said you just came back from God's own country. Say yes. Say, have we tested for malaria? Ordinary malaria. Brethren, if they had not done the test when they did, only God knows what would have been the result. Does malaria kill or not? When the doctors don't know what they are doing. Before they realize that it was malaria. Simple camoquin. I mean, is that not what you call that drug? Uh, is it chloroquine? <laughs> Amen. And that was it. But where am I going? The doctors, if you put all your hope on the doctors, by the time they are finished with that person, it's not you. The story will be different. But as a great physician, he doesn't exhaust your resources. If, if anything else, what does he do? He replenishes your resources. He gives you that which has been taken away. Maybe they have instilled fear in you. Maybe they've made it to the ah. They start telling you stories. Tell somebody it's not my portion. Because the fear they instill is what will kill some people. It's not even the, the, the sickness again. I've shared a story here with us before. Two people went to the hospital. One was sick, the other was not sick. And they went and they tested them. The one that had cancer, that truly had cancer, was told he was clean. The one that had no sickness was told he had cancer. You know what the end result was? The man they told was clean actually lived a healthy life. He was, clean. he was healed. The man that had no cancer, that they told he had cancer, what did he die of? He died of cancer. Tell somebody it's not my portion. Every word the enemy has spoken into your life, contrary to the word of God, I cancel in the name of Jesus. I say, it's not your portion in the name of Jesus. Physicians could no longer help her. So what did she do? She put a demand on the anointing of Jesus. She didn't go and say, eh, you know what, eh, eh, I know Judas. Or I know eh, Peter. Can you help me talk to your master? No. She said, if I may, but touch the arm of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she made up her mind. That, well, people say I'm unclean. I know my situation. 
It's like those four lepers at the gate of Samaria. He said that we sit down here and do what? And die, or we make progress and go forward. Say, I must touch Jesus. Tell me, I must touch Jesus. She began to move. She began to move. Oh, they, I mean, if they had known who she was, they would have dissuaded her. In fact, they wouldn't have dissuaded her. They would have driven her away. Yeah. You have no place here. But she moved on. She had an intention. Tell somebody intentionally. She approached Jesus intentionally. And what did she do? She touched the hem of his garment. She put a demand on the anointing that was on Jesus. And the moment she touched him, she was made whole. Are you here today with one sickness or the other? Put a demand on that anointing. And you will be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Luke 5 17 says, It came to pass on a certain day, as Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the Lord sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee. And Judea and Jerusalem. And what happened? The power of the Lord was present to heal them. When we are talking about you putting a demand on the anointing, there is a power in the house today. That power is not of man. It's not my power. It is the power of the Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of hosts. The Jehovah Rapha himself. The Jehovah Rophaka himself. His power is here to heal. The question is, will you put a demand on that anointing? What have you made up your mind to do today? Have you made up your mind that I will not live here the way I came? Or have you made up your mind that, well, you know what? Uh, God understands. Do you know that if you die, you will go to heaven? But it may not be God's plan for you to die now. You may have 30 more years. You may have 50 more years. But if you give up, tell somebody don't give up. His power is present today to heal. And that power will heal you in Jesus' name. That power will heal you in Jesus' name. How do you put a demand on the anointing? Our topic is put a demand on the anointing. That woman said, if I can only do what? Touch the hem of his garment. And she made up her mind that I must touch Jesus. Tell her I must touch Jesus. And she moved until she touched him. She received that healing immediately. How do you put a demand on the anointing? Number one, look unto Jesus and no one else. Do what? Brethren, do you know that doctors make mistakes? I pray for you. That the doctor's mistake will not be your portion. Oh, and they know how to do a good job that you will never know. You will never know. Oh, I'm not, I mean, today is not a day against doctors. Doctors are wonderful. In fact, we need need more doctors in the house. Tell somebody we need more doctors in the house. They do a wonderful job. But doctors are human beings. They did not create you. They are only trying to work on, I mean, what, uh, the work of the maker, the work of the master. That's why you need to look unto Jesus and unto Jesus alone. Doctors who are Christians, I remember a sister who was going for, what, what was that thing that she was going for? I think it was fibroid. She was going for a fibroid. 
And just so happens that the doctor that was attending to her was a Christian. And that doctor is a specialist. He's one for, to, I mean, uh, to whom others send referrals. And he had done maybe hundreds or thousands of this, this procedure in place. But that doctor said three days before this particular procedure, the Lord impressed upon his mind to do what? To fast. And he said, why, why am I going to fast? This is a simple procedure. This is not the first time I'm doing it. But he obeyed. He fasted. Lo and behold, when they were going to uh, remove this fabric in this sister, what was supposed to be maybe a one-hour uh, surgery, she was on the surgical, surg I mean, what, what do they call that thing? Surgery table or surgical table. She was there for close to 10 hours. Because when they opened her up, they realized that a procedure had been done on her before and the person that did it is a butcher. So the person that did the previous uh, whatever on her mangled up so many things. And so this doctor now has to be trying to put things in order. The doctor is a Christian and the sister is a Christian. That was the saving grace. Otherwise, the story would have been different. What am I trying to say? Doctors are doing a wonderful job. Especially those who, I mean, when you come across a Christian doctor and they start telling you some things, they are not just telling you stories. But today, you want to put a demand on the anointing of Jesus. By looking up to him alone, that's the first thing you, are, you need to take note of. If you are going to put a demand on that anointing, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Before you were conceived, he knew you. Is that not so? He knows where you are today. He knows where you are going. Do you know what? He says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. He said, thought of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. So in fact, he has a plan for your life. Tell somebody he has a plan for your life. And do you know what? When the enemy knows that God has a plan for your life, he tries to bring his own mysterious ideas into it too. But concerning you, he will not succeed. So you need to look unto Jesus. He endured the cross. He took upon himself the consequences of the cross. That's why Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. says, Christ had redeemed us from the cross of the law. Be made a cause for us. For it is written, cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Jesus was crucified on a cross. He hung on a tree that he might take away from you whatever cross any man has directed at you. That's why he's your healer. That's why he's your savior. He despised the shame. Jesus despised the shame. That's why the Bible can tell us that my people shall never be ashamed. Tell somebody, I, I shall never be ashamed. Brethren, shame is real. True or false? Shame is real. But when you know the word of God in Joel chapter 2, verses 26 and 27, that clearly says, my people shall never be ashamed. And you are associated among his people. Then you can walk with your head held high and say, I shall never be ashamed. Tell somebody as you say, I, I shall never, shall 
be ashamed. Shame is real. He took it upon himself on the cross of Calvary. So that you can walk with your head held high. Why do you think shame is a portion? Is it that they sack you in your place of work? There's a better job for you. I said there's a better job for you. You can walk with your head held high. Because six months down the road, they will meet you and say, ah, eh, um, eh, Sister or bro, how are you managing? Say, ah, I'm not managing. I'm doing very well. I'm doing gloriously well. In fact, look at me. I'm what? I'm a testimony. I'm a te- you, you know, the brothers of Joseph, they were telling Joseph that Joseph, do you know what? You are dead. Is that not so? They stood before him and Joseph said, how many? I would say we were 12. And one died. And now we are 11. And the youngest is our father. And they were talking to the boy that they thought was dead. Then he said, look at me. He said, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. So that situation you are in, that looks as if it's the end of life for you, it's for your own good. Tell somebody it's for your own good. It's for your own testimony. It's that you might sing a new song. Remember that blind man? He said, one thing I know. Either you say this man is Messiah or not, I don't know. But one thing I know, I have a testimony. Once I was blind, but now I see. God will give you a new song. I said, God will give you a new song. When Jesus, when he took the shame upon himself, the Bible says, after he told, he was promoted. I see someone here in our midst who is set for promotion. Amen. I say you are set for promotion. I, tell somebody, I am, I am set for promotion. The Lord will lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 to 11, it says, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That are the name of Jesus. At which name? name Somebody shout that name. There needs to be attention paid to someone here today from the throne of grace, from the throne room of God. Shout that name again. The heavens need to be open on account of someone here today. If you are that person, shout at them again. Jesus. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. In other words, things you know and things you don't know. That is God for you. He fights for you. He makes way for you. It is not based on what you know. It's only based on the fact that he is your God. He, is he your God? Please ask your neighbor, is Jesus your God? Put it another way. Is Jesus your Savior? If your neighbor is not asking you, that your neighbor does not love you. The Bible says, love your neighbor as what? As yours. Can you ask that your neighbor can say, is Jesus your savior? So that's the first thing. Looking onto who? Jesus. Number two, locate your Rhema word and stand on it. We are talking about how you put a demand on the anointing. 
Locate what? See, there's a word for someone here today. No matter how long this message is, there's a word you are going to grab. That you say, that word is for me. When you grab it, hold on to it. Because it, it shall come true for you. Amen. I say, it shall come true for you. Amen. Locate your, Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 3. John 6, 3. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. The word that is coming unto you today is no ordinary word. Amen. The words that you are hearing, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. There's an all trans from the truth of grace for someone here today. And it shall bear fruit in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a word of life. What does the word of life say? It's in Psalm 118 verse 17. There's a word of life for someone here today. Yes, yes. Psalm 8 verse 17. Yes. It says, I shall not die. Yes. Tell somebody, I shall not die. He said, but live and declare the works of the Lord. As if he said, I shall not die. I, shall not die. I, I look at wonderful and beautiful people I'm seeing here today. And some people watching me online. And I see men and women in whom is life. Life, bubbling. Amen. Death is not on your face. Amen. Death is not on your path. Amen. You will see the end of this year gloriously. Amen. You will not be hospitalized. Amen. Unless you go to the hospital to give birth. Amen. That's all there is. Life is your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. The word of deliverance. The word of deliverance. You see, remember what for someone here today. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. He says, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. 2 Timothy 4, 18. The Lord shall deliver me from what? Every. How many evil work? Every. What's the meaning of every? All. Every means all. He will deliver me from every evil work. And will preserve me unto his heavenly home. Amen. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Obadiah 1, 17 says... Upon Mount Zion shall be what? Deliverance. That's the word of deliverance. You are here today on Mount Zion. Amen. I said you are here on Mount Zion. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Hebrews 12, 22. He said, but ye are come unto Mount Zion. So tell somebody, this is Mount Zion. Is Mount Zion. And your deliverance will be perfected in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's the word of deliverance. I mean, we, can, we don't have much time. The word of healing, the word of healing, the word of healing in First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Remember what I'm saying? I said you need to identify your Rema word and stand on it. Run with it. Stand on it. Because that's the word you are going to use to put a demand on the anointing. First Peter 2, 24. He says, who is so self bear our sins in his own body? On the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. By whose stripes you were healed. You see, I love that Jeremiah 17 14. Jeremiah 17 14. It says, Heal me, O Lord. What will happen? In other words, if God does not heal you, you cannot be healed. Is that not what he's saying? But if God heals you, you cannot be sick. Yeah. Tell somebody, God is healing me. Tell the person, God has healed me. 
So my testimony is a testimony of healing. Yes. That pain is gone in Jesus' name. That headache is gone in Jesus' name. That sleeplessness is gone in Jesus' name. Amen. You only need to be sure that when you begin to... The Bible says he given his beloved word, sleep. But sleep at times can lead to laziness. But that sleeplessness is gone in Jesus' name. Amen. You don't need... What's that? What do they call that thing? That thing they use for sleeping, for, to, to sleep. What do you call it, man? Simba, what do you call it? Uh, you mean we don't know sleeping tablets? Uh, this is a wonderful congregation. Ma? Is it Valium? I don't know the name. Valium, Valium makes you to sleep. You don't need it again. I said you don't need it again. I said you don't need it again. When you get home tonight, you want to sleep. You have that temptation to take that Valium. Don't take it. You want to sleep? Go and lie down on your bed. And say, Father, your word says you give it your beloved word. Unfortunately, many of us, we will sleep in church. And when we get home, <laughs> when we get home, we cannot sleep. God will have mercy in Jesus' name. But I have a word for someone here today. Your sleeplessness is over in the name of Jesus. What are the word of success? The word of success. The word of success. Joshua 1.8 so This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have what? Good success. The type of success you can ascribe to God. You know, there are some success that even if they say, Bro, come and give testimony, they say, No, eh, I'm not yet ready. And the reason you know you're not ready is that you know that this thing that I said God has done for you, it is not God. Is that not so? That's why the Bible says there is some success that is called what? Good success. Your good success will arrive. Amen. Your good success will appear. Amen. In fact, I command in your life right now, I say, let your good success arrive in the name of Jesus. Amen. I, I remember one of our sisters, when we started this church, one of our very fervent members, but they don't live in Barry. They were just coming to help us to take off. And I think for about two years, they were coming to help us. And this sister is a pharmacist. And she took, you know, some of us here know the pharmacy exams. After you've taken it to a, to a point, you have only one more chance. Uh, I'm sure I have a witness in the house. When you get to that one more chance, you now have to go and make sure you are prepared. Because if you fail that one chance, so this sister took the exam to that level. And so one of our, no, let me not say our, she met, she met a pastor in, in Toronto that they are very close. I know the pastor. And the man told her to take a break. She said, take a break. I mean, so that by the time you take the last one, you'll be prepared. And she came and told me. And I said, don't take any break. Go and write the exam. And thank God she obeyed. You know, there are some exams you write that you don't know what you wrote, but you pass. And I'm talking from experience. <laughs> when I did the final stage of my ICANN exam, you know what ICANN is? Yeah. Institute of Chartered Accountants of Nigeria. The final stage of my exam, when I did it, if I graded myself, I failed. <laughs> but I don't know what God did. I passed. And I know it's a grace that God has given me. 
I told this my sister, go and write the exam. Thank God she, she wrote it and she passed. And I know there's someone here today. They have told you that this is the last stage. Prepare yourself, go and write that exam. You will have a testimony. You will have a new song. Put a demand on the anointing. And God will make way for you in Jesus' name. What are the words? The word of prosperity. He said, I wish above all else that you do what? You prosper and you be in health. Even as your soul prospered. Third John verse 2. What of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18? Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He said, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. It is he that giveth the power to do what? To get wealth. That he may establish his covenant with you as he swear to your fathers as it is this day. Brethren, God is still looking for men and women that want to make rich. Do you realize that? I was listening to a man of God today. This morning. And he said he has a friend. He said that friend is in America is an inventor. And he said as of today he has uh, patented three invent uh, what do you call it inventions have he? he said how does he get it is he invent he invent? He said by the word of knowledge. He said God just gives him a direction. Can God do it or not? Yeah. Oh, I can tell us many stories, but we don't have time. Brethren, God can do it. And he can do it for you. And we all know what they call pure water in God's own country. Many people have sold pure water and have become millionaires. Some others have sold pure water and they become poorer and poorer. Even the water they are selling is richer than they are. What makes the difference? There is a word that God can give to you that will be the source of life for you. Some people have, some people have sold akara. What is akara in English? Bean cake, bean ball. Some people have sold it and they become wealthy. Some people will say, ah, Mitchell will sell akara. It is the oil they are frying that they will, <laughs> that will land them in the hospital. There is a word of prosperity for you. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm talking about your Rema word that will make way for you. That you will use to put, I mean, to, to, to put that your demand on the anointing. I say, Lord, you gave me this word. And it begins to move in your life. What are that word for productivity? You know, sometimes I notice in the Bible. First of all, Exodus 23, 26 says, There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I now went through my Bible and I realized one thing. Every time they are talking of barrenness, they will say, Sarah was barren. Is it in your Bible? Rebecca was barren. Rachel was barren. Hannah was barren. Elizabeth was barren. Why? It is worse because today she is not barren. Is somebody with me? Sarah was barren, yet she gave her to who? Isaac. Rachel was barren, but she gave her to who? Joseph. Elizabeth was barren, but she gave her to John the Baptist. It's a was. It's not an is. And I speak to somebody's life here today. Barrenness is a thing of the past in the name of Jesus. Amen. You want children? Receive those twins in Jesus' name. Brother, me, I'm believing God for twins in this church. Not just twins. Even triplets. 
you, you may have finished, you may have stopped, but don't you, say your amen for those that need it. Amen. I say you want children, you are looking for one, receive two in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are looking for two, receive three in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because barrenness is a thing of what? The past. Somebody was barren. But today, the person is a mother of twins, of triplets, of boys and girls. Your story is changing in the name of Jesus. Put the word of productivity. Do you know some people are financially barren? Do you know that? You give somebody a thousand dollars, say go and trade with it. He can make 10,000. He can turn it to, I mean, 1,000 to 10,000. Is that not so? Give some other person 10,000. By the time he is true with it, he will be in debt up to the tune of 20,000. He started with 10,000. Now he has wiped off 30,000. Some people are financially barren. If there's anyone in that position here today, there's a turnaround in Jesus' name. Your finances are turning around in the name of Jesus. That your bank account that's always in the red. There's a divine turnaround. Amen. I said there's a divine turnaround. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Finally, brethren, there is a word of a word for impossibilities. You know, I love the Yoruba word for impossibilities. Because it hits the nail on the head. They call it a sheti. Do you know the meaning of that? It means the person has done it. Has done it, has done it, and what? And abandoned it. Uncompleted project. White elephant. If there are any white elephants in your life, today, there is a turnaround in Jesus' name. Today, there's a restoration in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. There is a word that addresses impossibilities that you can. Bring before the Lord and say, Lord, I am putting a demand on this anointing. I am putting a demand on this anointing. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, and we all know Luke 1, 37, where God knows it has been possible. Matthew 19, 26, he said, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things. What's the meaning of all things? That includes your situation. That includes my situation. That includes our situation as a church. With God, all things are. Put a demand on that anointing today. Because God wants to give you a new song. God wants to give you a new testimony. Now, that woman made up her mind that she would not take no for answer. Remember Jacob? <laughs> he said, I will not let you go except you do what? That woman said, Jesus, you are passing here today. I don't know if tomorrow I will touch you. And I know when I touch you, I will be healed. What is the demand you want to put on the anointing today? What's your situation? The anointing in the house is that of the living God. And that anointing is here because of you. So there will be a divide on around. So that you can have a new song. Amen. So that your testimony may be different. Amen. You've made a vow before. You say, Lord, 
many of us did it if you take me to canada i will do what i will serve you then you came to canada and say ah this country this this place hard though say ah eh, god understands then you say ah, bro we didn't see in church say, ah this is not nigeria it is not nigeria then you start accumulating, accumulating, and you are happy. You have a car, you have a house, you have the, everything looks, there seems to be going well. And then one day they say, turn around. And the story changes. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Yeah. You made a vow unto God. Fulfill that vow. Now, today, you can put a demand on the anointing by doing what? By making a vow. Like Hannah did. Hannah just wanted a child. But God was looking for the woman that was qualified to be the one that would bring to the world his prophet. And so, God said, well, until you are ready for me, <laughs> you are on your own. Then Hannah said, if you give me this child, if I give me a son, I will do what? I will give him back to you. God said, hey, now you are ready for me. You may be here today, and maybe what God is waiting for is that vow you are going to make. Say, Lord, if you give me this child, he will, be, he will serve you till the end. Oh Lord, if you give me this job, I will never default in pay my vow. Or pay my tithe. Or, oh, this uh, building project that I want to do. I mean, I want to contribute, but I don't have a job. And God says, are you sure if I give you a job, you'll contribute? And you say yes. And God will give you that job. Can you ask your neighbor, will you contribute? Ask your neighbor, will you contribute? What I'm just trying to say is when you make a vow, make sure you do what? Fulfill it. Fulfill it. That is the God we serve. Or you may decide to, I mean, uh, what do they call it? Sow a seed. And say, Lord, I'm giving this to you for what I desire. This is all I have now. I have just $20. And I'm giving this $20 to you, Lord. You know I don't even know how to get back home. But I know you can do it. If I want to, if I'm going to walk home, I'll do what? I will walk home. Because I am putting a demand on what? The anointing. I don't know what you want to tell God to do for you today. I don't know how you want to put a demand on that anointing. It's between you and God. Our time is fast spent. But bow down your head and begin to talk to him. Bow down your head and begin to put a demand on the anointing. And I'm going to allow us five minutes to do that. You want to come to the altar? Please feel free to come to the altar. We have five minutes. After the five minutes, I'm just going to pray. Put a demand on the anointing. Is it a sickness? Is it your job? Is it your home? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Put a demand on the anointing. And see what God will not do. See what God cannot do. Today is a day that God is laying a new foundation for many. You want to come to the altar? Feel free to do so. You are not coming to meet me. I'm not, I mean, you are coming to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. He's here for you. Today is a day that is saying, I want to start afresh. I want to do a new thing. I want to give you a new song. But you must put a demand on that anointing. The anointing of the living God in the house. 
Reposite le endragabo. It's a day of divine turnaround. Rakasita lenda itragaba ushkatale andaria. Eprosoto le endro maske kuria mashinda idegebo. Zemalima ushkate. Yeprasatolia andragabo. Zaike tekele basuto lenda itragabo. Azitele maska kuria masanda itragabo. Put a demand on the anointing. Raporima ushkatale anda hitragabo. A prositolia. Talk to him, is your father. Is there because of you? You are here because of him. It's a day of a new record, a specific record in heaven for you, for me, for Christ Chapel. Put a demand on the anointing. And the Lord will ensure that you don't remain the same. Mazikere masoto lenda iprosika kunroboko shataria. Eprosima lenda hitragabo. Rapapo soto irema ushkatale andaria. Zekedima suto lebo. Masikedima soto le anda. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed. One more thing before we share the grace. I'm going to pray for us, those of us who are uh, in front here. But maybe you have a case of one sickness or the other that you want God to touch. Please rise up where you are. We are going to pray together. As I pray for my brethren here, that the sickness, whatever it is, you want God to touch you. Maprosatola in Rabos Kalima Ushkatale Andaria. Zekaribos Elianda Hitrama Sotole Andaria. You want God to touch you at that unique and specific point of need. Yes, Father. Put a demand on the anointing. And there's an anointing in the house today for healing. Yes, the healing power of God is plain true. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for us. I mean, and then when I finish praying for us, those of us who are standing where we are, don't sit down. I will come around. I will just touch you. And when I do, you can sit down. The Lord will touch you and he will do what God alone can do in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We lift your name on high. You are a wonderful Father. You are a good God. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, your children have come unto you. Your children have expressed their desires unto you. They've opened their hearts unto you. Father, meet these ones at that point of need in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every request that has been raised today, answer by fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. Answer speedily in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your children have put a demand on your power in the house, on your anointing that is unlimited. Father, let the anointing that breaks the yoke avail for your children in the name of Jesus. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Answer speedily. Answer by fire. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. I'm going to go around and touch those of us who are standing. When I touch you, please just sit down. Those of us, those of us, I believe those who are standing, we are standing because of 
I mean, one prayer for one form of illness for the other. Ma proseka lenda itragabo. E prosuto lenda itragabo. E izidabaske kuriamashanda itragabo. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm just going to go around and touch us. And when I do, you sit down. Before I touch you, remember what you are doing? You are putting a demand on this anointing. And the Lord will come true for you. You will have a new song in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. E garima soto le kekerima ushkatale andaria. E prosoto le andragaboshkatela inragaba ushkate. E prosoto le anda itragabundoria. In the name of Jesus. E kadema sotoria. E prosita lenda itragabundoria. Rema soto le anda uria aisani. Ze kadebo soto lenda itragabo. E prosoto le anda itragabo. Zimarabo sakalia andromas kakori mashata lenda. E prosoto lenda itragabundoria. E zereba soto malia kaba soto le mahandaria. E prosoto lenda itragabundoria. In the name of Jesus. E garima soto le enda itragabundoria. E prosoto le andragabos kalianda iragama ushkate. E prosima lenda itragabundoria. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. E prosotole andragavos, elianda itrima ushkate. In the name of Jesus. Marabasotoria, marabasotoria, rekemosotolenda itragabo. E prosotole anda itragabundoria. E kropokotole andragabo, shkalianda itragabo. In the name of Jesus. E zimarabasokakurima satole andragabo. E prosotole anda itragabundoria. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. E kroma katoli mahushkate. E prosotole anda itragabo. E bashatale anda itragabundoria. E zereba sotole enragabo. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Me prosotole anda itragabo. Ireba sotole enragabo, e prosotolenda itragabo, mareba satarianda itragabo skito, e prosotole anda itragabundoria. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. E prosima le anda itragabo. Thank you, Father. E karebo sotole enragaba ushkate. A prosotole anda itragabo, a prosotole anda itragabo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A prosetolia in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Your touch this day shall be permanent. We will begin to experience you in a new dimension. Like never before, your name shall be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we are prayed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.